Hello, and um, I'm with Melissa, uh, who's joining me from a colleague from Faces, and also with Peter and Linda uh, from Hightown Baptist. And we're discussing refugees and uh, people seeking asylum uh, for uh, Refugee Week uh, here in Luton. And um, so what uh, got you guys involved with refugees, would you say? what's Where did that begin uh, for you? Um, well I think I think we we have a, a very nice church building we have a, a well-equipped kitchen we've got space um, and during the latter part of last year when obviously people were being asked to provide warm spaces in libraries and things like that um, a few of us really felt that our church was standing empty when we could open our doors um, and provide something, not just for, um, it would be partly for ourselves to get our, our, our profile um, in the high town area lifted so that people would know that we were, were there. Um, obviously the first thing was to help the refugees to provide a, a warm space, um, clothing, all the things that Melissa um, mentioned earlier, games, hot drinks, cake, um, and just somewhere for them to go. Um, and there was quite a good response from people within our, our church congregation um, who were willing to give up Monday mornings and come down and, and do that. Um, and so, so that's also at the same time we had heard about Melissa's clothing bank um, and they were looking for premises to, to work from. Uh, and so, again, it seemed an ideal opportunity for us to work together with the Courtney Foundation, provide them with somewhere um, to, to carry out what they were doing and, and reach out to these uh, refugees, asylum seekers um, at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a, a whole load of things coming together um, around specific need. Um, yeah with the same heart, which sounds uh, absolutely fair, a perfect combination. Yeah, One of on. the things I, um, you know, found so valuable uh, in kind of your generosity of, of working with us to help provide the clothes through the coffee morning um, space was just how many volunteers you had um, from your church, you know, and we know in all of the sort of voluntary sector and any kind of community work, it really does rely on the people to do the work. We can have ideas, we can even have premises sometimes and we can have the resources, but if we don't have the people to make sure that um, that can start and that can be maintained, um, it often isn't, you know, long lasting or it doesn't get off the ground. Um, but it was really great to see just how many volunteers uh, wanted to step forward from the church and really get involved and, and, you know, start the coffee morning and, and build it to what it is. Um, just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, so, we, how many some, people are you helping? Well, it varies actually. I mean, this this week uh, it was quite fairly quiet, wasn't it? There were yeah. probably a dozen, would you say, people in there this week? Yes, um, I think we had about a dozen um, dozen over the the threshold in the morning. In across the, the morning, across the morning, and then we've got about between eight, uh, six and eight volunteers coming. Yeah. Um, and and it's quite nice for the volunteers, actually, because it's if it's not ever so busy, we sit and chat or we play a game or something. So it's quite nice for the, the volunteers. Um, so, um, so it's sort of swings and roundabouts. Um, I mean, when we first opened, I, I don't know if you remember, Melissa, we were absolutely yeah. 
inundated with people. I think we had 60 plus um, the the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And that that continued actually for, for, you know, quite a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, sort of 50, 40. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And it showed just how, you know, important a space was that was local enough to a lot of the accommodation sites um, and was free because, you know, Mm. you can't go anywhere for free nowadays and, and be inside and be warm and have a drink and refreshments. Um, and that was something that a lot of the, you know, the people we supported really valued was just, and, and and interestingly as well, I remember having a couple of conversations where people were like, you know, why is this, uh, you know, what, what's the catch kind of thing? Yeah. And also, you know, it was, it's this church, you know, because, you know, in a lot of places we don't have the same level of interfaith working and kind of just, you know, no sort of barriers working that that we see in Luton a lot across of uh, the different faith organisations. Um, in fact, I remember one person asking someone else who was with us, you know, she she's working here, uh, talking about me, you know, because we were sort of doing the closed side of stuff, and it just kind of being really uh, fascinating and and um, you know, sort of just something that just didn't seem uh, likely. That I, as a as a Muslim wearing a headscarf, was working with the church to to run a project to support, um, you know, people in those situations. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's been an education for us too, because mm. uh, our, you know, perhaps my first thought around it was um, a little bit negatively, really, with that aspect, the faith, the um, different faith aspect. Mm. But I realised that it's um, if if we didn't work together that way, the only people that are going to suffer. Other people that are in need. Yeah. Um, so we felt that actually um, by coming together in, in this way, it, it was going to be much more beneficial uh, and, and really, you know, part of why we're there anyway is mm-hmm. to help people in need. Mm-hmm. And we were a bit slow off the mark. I think, um, you know, some warm spaces had begun a while mm-hmm. before ours. Um, um, and it was, I think it was a couple of the ladies, probably Annie and, and Linda, that had actually come to the, the leadership and said, Let, let's do this. Um, and since then, it's been really encouraging, even within our own fellowship, that the number of volunteers that have come along and stayed, you know, yeah. they, they didn't just come along for the first couple of weeks, but they're still there, mm. you mm. know, and, um, and and that's been great for us too. Mm. Um, and also, um, am I jumping a- ahead? But that's um, fine. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, we um, we have lots of the the, um, the refugees have, have been coming to church on a Sunday. You know, we have quite a nucleus of um, uh, people who who came once to the warm space, found us a welcoming church, and have been coming back since. And um, that's been really encouraging. You know, some Sunday mornings we can have, you know, a dozen or 15. We're only a small church anyway. Uh, I wouldn't say they actually double our congregation, but they certainly make quite a big difference to to that. And they're not, they don't just come on Sundays, then they're joining in, you know, midweek meetings and, and other things as well. So um, they have um, integrated into the church. And that's been really encouraging for us as a as a, a church to have all these these new people and you know families and and what have you. Um, so it's it's been what started as an outreach thing is now bringing people across our threshold. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was going to ask you the impact on your congregation, but it seems quite you've already gone there, so I don't need to ask that. Um, yeah. But I think that the for for me, 
faith is like the heart language for many people and it communicates on a level that just pure language itself doesn't and can transcend that to a certain degree. And, and I've, we, we, we've interviewed folks from Discover Islam and different places where they've been saying that the connection between people is very strong. And, and you're finding the same thing. Um, and I'm just sort of wondering, is there anything more you want to say about that connection? Uh, well, we have, um, we have been asked for Bibles. People have um, come and have asked for Bibles. Um, we have um, one particular lady and her two daughters, um, and they have asked to be baptised. We're a Baptist church. Um, uh, they come to, as I say, other meetings, not just Sunday morning service, uh, but other things as well. And they're willing to join in and they're willing, willing to help. Um, and so we have formed friendships, quite close friendships with some of these folk. Um, you know, to the extent where we've got, you've got their phone numbers, haven't you? You've, you've been in touch with people, you know, texting them and that sort of thing. Um, I think as well, sorry. I was just going to say, and that's what, you know, this refugee week, refugee week theme is about is compassion, you know, and these kinds of projects teach us compassion. It also, when we talk about them, it shows the public, you know, it kind of tries to raise that awareness and, and bring some compassion from that perspective as well. And we learn, you know, that as a community, we are a community, you know, there isn't um, an us and them, there isn't a, a separation between when we talk about people who are claiming asylum or, or refugees and we talk about community, actually, they are just part of our community, whether that's church community or, you know, local area or the town. Um, that's a really good message to, to get across. Sorry, Linda. If you remember, <laughs> I think from an interfaith perspective, I think we haven't had a, a, um, a lot to do from any anything from the um, Islamic side other than Melissa, really. Um, so we haven't, ha but a number of the people come that come to us are from uh, an Islamic background, mm -hmm. um, and they. What it's done for us anyway, or was opening our eyes, I was talking to somebody yesterday at some length, he was telling me some of his background, um, and you realise that these a lot of these people are just so desperately lonely, you know, they've, they've left their life for whatever reason, uh, and they could be various reasons, lots of different reasons, but they've left a, a previous life um, where they were, you know, had their family and everything else. Um, and they're desperately lonely. And, and I think the thing that cuts through all of that, um, irrespective of which faith, is that they are desperate people in desperate need. And, and I think we can, you know, what we can do is go some way towards helping to relieve that, um, whether it's just, you know, just giving them, them things or just spending time with them. And I, I think part of it is, is just time, giving time. Yeah. Not even a lot of the time. I know that, you know, asylum seekers are not given a lot of money, but I think their biggest need is is time, something to fill that space because, we, you know, they they go from, you know, the hotel room or a combination they're in, uh, and then they just have to fill the rest of the day. 
this even just this helps fill part of their day mm. and I think that is very helpful that what I've gathered from just speaking to some of these guys and um you know and I guess you yeah I think I think the thing that has been um encouraging because obviously when we hit the end of March that was when warm space officially finished and so we had um am I all right to go this far yeah please do yeah <laughs> um we we reached a point where what do we do now um, but that, but there was so much going on still. I mean, the numbers did level off. Of course, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that initial influx, um, you know, that those um, that did change a bit. But what we found was that the people were, who were coming were coming regularly, and we were able then, when the numbers did go down, to form relationships face-to-face relationships, mm. to learn people's names, mm. to learn about their background. I mean, there's one chap there who every time he comes, he shows me pictures of his family who, um, you know, and he's a desperately, he misses them desperately and he talks about them and he just, and that's just what he wants. And so now we've got, we've built up a relationship with him. We know the names of, we know one of our ladies is having a baby um, next year and it's going to be a little boy so we're talking about getting baby boy clothes together for him um, and there's and so these people are not just faces now they're identities they're people right. with a story they're we're building friendships there's still the language barrier but we we get through get that it, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know we're now offering you know cups and saucers and mugs and plates and mm-hmm. all sorts of things um, so you feel that you're you you feel that this has become more personal if you understand yeah. what I mean, um, and and so it so it's really nice. It's yeah. it's it's a, it's an opportunity for us really to draw alongside people and and as Pete has already said, form relationships and just to help. You know, if if just giving them a piece of cake and a cup of coffee is what they need, then that's we're yeah. more than happy to do and- that. You know, you say just giving a piece of cake and a, and a cup of coffee. And what, what this is what I was going to say is that people often talk about coffee morning being something that's light touch. You know, it's easy. You just kind of have your space. And, but everything you've said has really shown how actually how it's it's really not that. Yeah. It's so much more and it can have such it may it may be, you know, simpler to to maybe put together than a, a, a more complex project but it's the impact that it has and the effect that it can have on people mm-hmm. is still so great and mm-hmm. um, so I'm really glad that you're you're sharing that with people. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you something we there's a chappie who um, reads uh, gas and electric meters mm. when he comes to he has been to our church a couple of times to um, to read our gas and electrics and he comes on a Monday morning and stays and has a cup of tea and a bit of cake and this Monday he came in um he wasn't even coming to, to us but he knows that if he comes he'll be made welcome people will sit will chat with him so it's not just it's the, the community this chap just likes to come in and say hello and and sit with us for 10 or 15 minutes before he goes off and does his job there's a little old lady who lives in the in our street who lives on her own um and she doesn't you know She's got no family, no children or anything like that. And she comes just to play Scrabble on a Monday morning. Yeah. So it's it's not just for the refugees, not just mm-hmm. for the asylum seekers. We're actually beginning to to meet other people as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's just fantastic. And 
I think the combination of your open heartedness to people is standing out for me on this this chat and and your warmth and your acceptance of people but your willingness to also partner with others and i think this is where the courtney foundation and you mentioned the the clothes and things and now it's gone on to sources and <laughs> and all you know cutlery and all sorts of things um but 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 actually that kind of open-heartedness not not it's not like a protectionist kind of approach it's very open-hearted to need and i'm just wondering you know i think it that that shows a big heart that your church has um in that and i just wonder how the interaction with melissa and yourselves works is that i mean how do you supply the needs how do you work at what what do you do um in how this partnership and friendship works out i think it was a bit more straightforward at the beginning um yes. or we tried to be where we um you know, we bought the clothes and some rails and, and Annie, who's also a big part of the project. Um, she and I would mostly be trying to, to, you know, help people find the clothes that they needed and maintain a level of dignity within that and fairness and, yeah. and, and things. Um, at the moment, it's, it's really been great to actually see that uh, Hightown Baptist Church is offering that clothing support, but with really very little sort of support from us anymore. Um, I think, you know, Annie's sort of running with it and is able to both kind of get the donations in that, that's needed um, and, you know, be able to offer that out every week. Um, so it sort of started as a little kind of outpost of the clothing bank, but it's really just become its own um, coffee morning that also has a level of clothing support that's there. Yeah, that is very much Annie at, mm. at, at, at Hightown. Mm. She is the one that that leads on that. I mean, somebody came in yesterday morning with a, a few, yeah, one, of Annie's, yeah, one of Annie's contacts with three or four bags of clothes. Mm. So Annie's still the main driving force for that amongst our fellowship. I mean, this, um, the storeroom that we offered for you to use is full. Yeah. I have to say, you know, mm. there's there's an awful lot of stuff. And, and, and the wider, like Annie's friends and other people have heard about us, and so they bring, you know, um, um, within our ch own church fellowship, if people are having a clear out, stuff comes down to to um, the clothing bank. And, and so that's that's been, you know, beneficial as well. We've got, yeah. you know, we've got quite a selection of toys and things that we can give out and, you know, um, a few toiletries, not many, but, um, but there's stuff there. We've been getting um, a few items uh, like soup, packet soups and noodles and, mm all that sort of thing. Um, another church, Stopsley, have been um, helpful with that. They're a bigger church. Mm -hmm. They have a big food bank, and they're not not—they're not in the same, because they're in a different sort of area to us, there's not the same need there. So mm -hmm. they've been very kind, and they've um, donated stuff. But, you know, ladies in the church have been making cakes. And mm -hmm. so it's, um, I mean, obviously it will we will notice a difference, I guess, in our utility bills and things like that. But it hasn't cost the church a huge amount. And, and actually, it almost runs itself because on a Sunday morning, we finish our church service and it's all set up. You know, yeah. somebody gets the tables out, somebody puts the chairs, we get the, the cups and saucers and various things out ready for the, the next morning. We turn up at half past nine, put the sign up, put the kettles on and, and we just wait. And then, you know, we clear up at the end of the morning. And so it's now we've got used to it and we know 
what's needed, it's relatively easy. The, the only um, thing that, that it costs is our time. But we know now, you know, some Monday mornings, you know, are taken up with, with that. It's one of the advantages, I guess, of having a church where there are quite a few older people who are retired. Yes. Because the majority of us are retired yeah. um, from, our, from our day, you know, previous day jobs. Mm. And, um, and that's been, been great. And, you know, and um, it's helped galvanise us, really, uh, and give us a, perhaps a greater sense of purpose, maybe. Yes, I think so. Um, I think, and I think, you know, the opportunity to welcome different people each week, not just at, at the coffee morning, but into our church. Mm. We're actually starting a new venture next week, which probably is not, you know, suitable to talk to you about now, but but that some of the refugees do go to and yeah. it's going to be transferred from where it's being held into our premises because we have got more room okay, um, and we can accommodate them better than where they're meeting at the moment. And that's a big step for us, you know. Um, so, you know, we're sort of, there's a it's created quite a good team spirit mm. and a sense of you know um an outpouring really of of um well i would say love but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound too um dramatic or what have you but you know just um just looking outwards instead of inwards and sharing and and that sort of thing yeah so um, just looking at this, um, there'll be people listening to this, hopefully, who will go, wow, that sounds amazing. Um, just how um, you guys have together worked all in to help meet needs, care for people, let people feel human again, <laughs> let people feel loved and, 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 and heard and understood. Uh, even across language barriers and all the rest. Um, so you, um, we would like some details of your coffee morning, um, but also if people hear this and say, how can I help Hightown Baptist and their work into this? Are there ways that people can help you? Are there, or, or are you managing fine? You don't need any more help. <laughs> You've got enough coming in. To, you don't want to be managing trouble and all sorts of too much stuff. Um, so so I'm just sort of wondering, so in terms of the coffee morning, do you want to let us know a little bit about that? If if we know of refugees and, and people seeking asylum that we want to send somewhere that could be useful, um, but also um, how does someone who wants to help volunteer or be part of this, how can they help you? Um, from a from a purely materialistic point of view, um, we are a small church, um, and financially we we are sort of fairly hand, hand to mouth, mouth really. fairly break even um, on our on our finances. So this is a although we have been gifted things from Stopsley um, and other items, and something when it was the warm space, we had some contributions from the. We've had hot chocolate. Melissa and the council. Um, so if, if anybody's got any donations, that would be helpful of, of, of things like hot chocolate. <laughs> but because, you know, but we, we are happy to, in many respects, we're happy to be to do this as part of our own giving and our own service. Um, but anything like that would help. Um, it, volunteering, um, uh, I think we're, pro I don't know, uh, we're probably... Yeah, we're, I mean, one of the things we did say was if the numbers um, levelled off, 
Yeah. Um, that I mean, this week probably there were maybe 10 people. That's all we had this week. Um, so the numbers were pretty low. And there were probably nearly as many volunteers as there were yeah. um, people um, there. But at the moment, we seem to be managing all right, volunteer-wise. Um, one of the things that um, we were thinking about um, looking into was to find somebody who would come and do some English speaking with people. Yeah. We know somebody, um, we have a contact, a sort of an old friend of ours. We've heard that she does that. She's employed to do that. Um, and we were wondering about getting in touch with her to see if she would come and do some sessions. That might involve expenditure because obviously mm -hmm. um, that's her job. So um, if that were the case, that would be helpful yeah. um, to get some, you know, donations towards the cost of that. You know, but at the moment we're only just beginning to to think about that and to to look into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, one of the the chap I was talking to yesterday, he. He is, I think, struggling with his English. Um, he uses one of these translate apps, which is probably not helpful. He probably could do with sort of ditching that and, and actually speaking a bit more English rather than than using the you know one of those audible ones. Um, so um, I think language is is the thing where where a lot of help is needed. And I know he goes to English classes already, as do many of them. Um, but I think the more that we can speak. English to people, or they can speak English to us. That would be helpful. So that you know, I get the impression that language is is a major need. Um, or speaking, learning to speak English is a major need. And uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so that would be um, an area that we are, as I say, we are yeah, looking into. Yeah, because we're we're sort of open to ideas uh, and suggestions of you know how we can diversify a little bit, and that would be. That would be something. Thank you both. It's been really great talking to you. I wish we had more time, but we we don't. Um, <laughs> but um, just to clarify, with uh, the coffee morning is every Monday, nine thirty yes. till twelve o'clock, and it's open to everyone, um, yes. anyone in the High Town area or anyone who's looking to to travel in towards you. Anyway. And they can expect yeah. hot drinks, um, coffees, games, Scrabble, and other games. Um, and there is a level of clothing support and, and pots and pans and things for people who need them as well. Yeah, and there are things like um, soups and things. If, if as as there are, as we've got them, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, if we have them yeah. available to, yeah. Yeah, to and, take away. And if people come with a specific um, request, we do try to source things for them. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's been um, well. That's Annie sort of you know puts out feelers and things because she's got contact. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, thank you both so much. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.